welcome back to Living Transparent. Um, in today's episode, Ashley's going to share her story, um, which is part of our series, Breathing to Share a Story. Yeah, so like I said last week and like how Melanie just mentioned, it is my turn. And uh, last week as I was writing this, I was like, okay, well, I trying to think of important events in my life where I have seen God uh, so vibrant. And I was like, okay, well, I can think of two major events. And I was trying to decide, well, which one's most important do I want that to talk about? You know, which one do I want to talk about most? But as I kept thinking, I was like, well, both of these events are really important in my life because that's where I have seen God like so present in my life. So I'm going to share both of these significant moments and I'm going to try and give you guys like the major details of both of these events. So... This one, it was basically the beginning of my junior year. So it was basically <laughs> last year that I had to get surgery for cyst removal that I had behind my ear. And a little backstory, I had previously gotten surgery for that like maybe three years ago, but the cyst ended up coming back again. So my mom started to get a little worried since it would kind of hurt when I would move my head in different directions. And she decided uh, that we should go to the doctor you know, so then we went to the doctor and the doctor suggested that I should get surgery again to for as a precaution, you know, to avoid any major complications. And since I like I said, it was deforming my face. And I remember this the first time that I had gotten this surgery, I was in so much pain. So I was like, oh, no, like, you know, I don't want to get this surgery again. I don't want that to be the case. But my doctor did suggest that surgery was the best option for me in that case. But one thing that the doctor mentioned that, like, I guess kind of struck me in that moment was um, that this time around, it's going to be a bit more difficult to work in the area because it's smaller. And if I move in any sort of wrong direction, I can harm your facial nerves. And I mean, I was already like, you know, scared about getting the surgery again. I didn't want to get it. I was frustrated. I was annoyed. And by hearing this, like that didn't really help my situation. And I was mad and I was like, oh my gosh, like, no, no way. This can't be happening again, you know. But then the day of the surgery comes and the surgery appears to be all good. You know, like the doctor's like, I was that I was good and I was actually able to leave the hospital that day because I was in good condition. Um, and it was about four days later that I got really bad. Like it just took a complete turn. Like um, I took the gauze off because I like my whole head was wrapped in gauze so uh, it could like help my ear. Um, but once I took that off, I saw the cut and oh my gosh, it was like literally like all of this part of my ear. And I was like, kind of like uh, nauseous seeing that. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this happened to me. You know, I can't believe like I'm living through this. Um, but then there was this one specific night that's like really engraved in my mind. And this is like, I guess the major part that I want to focus on through this story and through this event is that I remember it was like four in the morning when I woke up and I like I was sleeping right 
and I woke up and I felt my ear like this, right? And I looked at my hand and it was kind of wet, right? So I was like, oh, I'm sweating a lot today. Like, that's crazy, you know? So I go back to sleep and then maybe it's like 10 minutes later, like I wake up again because I, I think I'm sweating again, you know? I assumed I was sweating. So I like my shirt is drenched at this point. <laughs> and then I just like, I do this with my hand again. And my whole hand is wet and I'm like, like, I get nauseous and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, what's going on, you know, like, what what's happening? So, I immediately woke up my parents and I was like, I don't know what's happening, like, liquid's coming out of my ear, like, it, it's bad, like, it hurts, I can't move. And my mom and my dad, they immediately decided to take me to the emergency room, you know, they were like, no, we gotta take you to the emergency room. And at this point... Like, I couldn't even talk. I couldn't even move my head any sort of way because everything was just hurting, you know? And um, this, like, next part, like, I really, really remember this next part. And this is where um, my mom was driving to the hospital to take me to the emergency room. Uh, she kept praying and praying, you know? She was like, just, I, I could hear her prayers as I was right there next to her. And you know, like, when you um want to do everything so fast and you want things to go the right way and then, and then everything, everything goes the wrong way. Yeah, everything <laughs> seems to go bad. So, I swear, we kept getting every red light possible, like, on our way to the hospital. And I was like, oh, I was crying in the car. And I was like, no, this can't be happening. And like, like I said, I couldn't talk, you know, uh, but I remember that the words Jesus, Jesus kept coming out of my mouth. Like I couldn't even like move my mouth at all, but I was crying in so much pain and I, I just like needed God's help in that situation. You know, I was like, I, I felt so defeated, like on our way to the hospital room. I was like, no, like this. I'm not going to make it to the emergency room, like, I can't, and my mom was still praying, you know, my mom was even crying, and, and she was like, no, we're going to get there, you know, we're going to make it, we're almost there, we're almost there, but I mean, I knew we weren't almost at the hospital, but then we finally uh, got to the emergency room, and they did set some exams on me, and they told me I had an ear infection, um, and at that point, I couldn't even recognize myself, like, I would look at myself in the mirror, and it just wouldn't look like me. And I remember I would cry because I couldn't even recognize myself of how bad this infection had gotten. You know, I was like, no, this isn't me. Like, it just doesn't look like me. I don't know what's going on. Um, but um, this infection had gotten really bad. And um, they just kept getting uh, giving me medicine, like, I guess, like, every hour because I was in so much pain, like, I, I was crying. The nurses and the doctors, they looked afraid. And, like, when the nurses and the doctors look afraid, you're that's like... That's not a good sign. That's not a good sign, you know? You're like, oh, my gosh. Like, oh, I'm really bad, you know? So, they... they uh, Their only option, they're like, oh, we don't really know what to do. You know, we don't want to mess with that area. Like, it's a very complicated area. Your doctor can, like, look at that. We're just going to give you medicine for now. And I was like, oh, no. Like, I'm in so much pain. Like, I can't take this anymore. And... In that hospital room, I felt so defeated. I was laying down. I was just looking at the ceiling, and I was just like, you know, like, 
I just want to give up. Like, I don't, like, I couldn't believe that it was happening to me. I couldn't believe that that was happening to me. And I guess I didn't want to believe it, you know? Like, no, this, this can't be real. Like, this can't be happening to me. And I remember I looked over at my mom and I told her, I can't anymore, mom. I'm so sorry. I can't. I'm so tired. Like, I just wanted to let go of everything in that moment. And I was crying when I was telling you this. And I was just like, I can't. I'm so sorry, mom. I, I can't. I'm tired. I want to give up. I can't. And my mom, she looked at me and she grabbed uh, She was like, what do you mean you can't? Like, you can't be saying that, you know? And she grabbed me by the ankles, and she started praying for me. That's and the best thing, like, a parent can do. Like, pray for their children. Yeah, especially in hard moments. Like, um, the only thing you can claim onto in those hard moments is prayer, you know? Yeah. And that's what my mom did. And so she grabbed my ankles, and she was like, no, let's pray. We're going to pray right now. Jesus is going to be the one that's going to lift you up. And I was like, like, I, I was like, I like, you know, like laying down and I was like, you know, I couldn't even like, I couldn't talk still. And I couldn't even, I swear, I couldn't even open my eyes because I was like, mm -mm, I can't, like, I'm so tired. I just want this to be over. Like, I didn't see myself out of that situation, you know. And my mom, we had uh, worship music on and there was this one specific song that came on and it's called breathe by maverick city i don't know if you guys have heard this song before but it is a great song and it really impacted me in that moment and that song spoke so much truth in my life because it was talking about how breathing is so powerful and how it is a miracle that we can breathe and you know i kept hearing those lyrics over and over again like i'm breathing to believe i'm breathing to tell my testimony and i was like yeah I'm breathing right now and I was like but like I just can't see myself out of that situation but then I was like no 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 like I can't you know like I'm breathing for God's glory I'm breathing like the song was telling me don't believe so in that moment I was filled with God's presence by my mom's prayers and not only was my mom praying my the church was praying too my pastor mm -hmm. called me and, and he, he started praying for me too and Everyone was praying, you know, so I was filled with God's presence because I knew that he was by my side through all of this because it was by his strength and power that I was still breathing and I that I was still alive, you know. Yeah. And keep in mind, I had no idea about this. My mom told me she was like, oh, let's pray for Ashley. But I didn't know why we were praying. I was like, what, what happened to Ashley? Yeah, no one really so, knew. Yeah, we were there in my house and uh, my mom, we were, I think we were eating and she was like, Come on, let's pray for Ashley. I was like, what happened to Ashley? I was freaking out. But we prayed for you, Ashley. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. But, yeah, after, like, that, that was all one day, like, for me, waking up at 4 in the morning and all of that. Like, that was all one day. But it felt like, like, that was so long. But then the next day, I went into emergency surgery so my doctor could clear the infection. And I ended up spending maybe, like, three days in the hospital but I swear it felt like for I was like there forever I hated being in the hospital like like all sick and everything but after that it was made clear that I live to worship God you know like in that moment everything could have gone downhill like in that moment like maybe I don't know like 
more things could have happened, but they didn't, you know, like, and also like, um, necessarily God didn't really change my situation in that precise moment, but I was filled by his presence and I knew that I wasn't alone. You know, I knew who was the one by my side and I knew who the, uh, who, that God is the one that was going to give me victory, you know, like, yeah, I was in so much pain and I couldn't really recognize myself. And then like having to get another surgery in a spam of a week, I was like, no, like, you know, like that is only the kind of strength that God can give you to just like keep moving forward. You know, like with my own strength, I could have never like gone through that, like two surgeries in a spam of a, like a week. Like, no, that would have been like very hard, but, um, he did this miracle for his purpose and for his glory in order for me to be able to testify. And also, I remember uh, when I was in the hospital one of those nights, I prayed a specific prayer and I told God, I was like, help me tell my testimony. And I think that's um, coming alive right now because now I am able to tell my testimony because in a way I was embarrassed to say, it. you know, like I didn't want people to like know that I went through all that mainly because I didn't want people, I guess, to feel bad for me, like, oh, poor Ashley, she went through that, or, oh my gosh, like, no, but now I know that, you know, like, it is for God's glory, you know, like, that happened to me in order to be able to testify, and in order for, like, people to know that God is the one that is keeping us alive and standing, um, so that was one event, <laughs> another one, that was one event, and, it seems, I guess, kind of short but long, but, like, when I, when you're going through that, you're like, oh, it, it seems never-ending, and it just seems like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe it, like, you know, like, you get all these sorts of questions, and, like, huh, like, really? But this next one, I think more people know about it because it's kind of recent. Yeah. Well, um, no, it's because Ashley's the kind of person, well, this is how our friendship evolved a little bit. She didn't tell me about the first one, and then the second one... She told me like a day before, and I was I was freaking out. I was like, "Oh my god, I'm just getting surgery." Yeah, but this next one, I had to get femur surgery. So if you guys don't know what like a femur is, it's like a part of your leg, which is I think the largest bone. Apparently, I didn't even know about this until like I. You learn a lot when you're in the hospital, and when you get get a lot of things, when a lot of things happen to you, you happen to learn a lot too. <laughs> But um, uh, I had to get femur surgery because it was rotated in the wrong place. So um, like um, there were this happened mostly because of volleyball and just because of overtime. Like you know, like I didn't properly take care of myself and I ended up hurting myself. But this has this process has required so much patience, waiting, and holding on to God's word because it is still something that I'm still going through. You know, like I'm still recovering from this as I'm still going to like physical therapy and still trying to get uh back to the best of my ability that I used to be and this surgery keep in mind it happened like in May like the end of May mm -hmm. it's been a long time it's almost gonna be a year now but um I couldn't walk without pain for the longest time you know like I just couldn't like every time I would walk my whole right leg would hurt and 
uh, I had gone to so many doctor's appointments and gotten so many exams, but my doctor didn't necessarily know what was wrong. You know, I had to get MRIs done, x-rays and CT scans. And then um, once we got all of that done, my doctor said that the best option for me to live without pain um, was to get femur and knee alignment surgery. And like, I didn't know what, you know, I didn't really know like, okay, what is femur surgery? You know, like, what is that? Why do I need knee surgery? You know, like why? And he went on to explain uh, the procedure saying that during the surgery, he was going to have to break my femur, rotate it in place, and then align my knee. And then he would place a rod so my femur could stay in place. And when he was telling me all of this, you know, when you're in the doctors and like they're about to give you a shot and you feel all nauseous, like your heart drops and you're like, oh no, like your heart drops to your stomach and you're like, you don't want to accept what's about to happen or what's going to happen to you, you know? And I didn't want to accept that. I was like, no, mm -mm, this can't be happening. Like, no, no, he's lying. Like, no, mm -mm. and I, when he was telling me all of this, like, I swear, I wanted to cry in that. I think I, I don't remember if I cried. I probably did cry. I've cried a lot over this process. <laughs> it's been quite, it's been quite a process and kind of difficult. But when he was telling me all of this, you know, I felt numb too, you know, because I just couldn't believe it at all. Then uh, he goes on to say that this surgery is going to take about nine to 12 months of recovery. And I was like, no, mm -mm. No, that's crazy. And I was speechless. Like, you know, when he told me that, I was like, like my face went blank. And my mom's face went blank too. We were just like, no, no. And I immediately thought like, okay, but what about my plans? You know, like I have so much plan. This cannot be happening to me. And this was like less than a year or maybe about a year from the spam of like my cyst surgery to my knee surgery. And I was like, nope. I was like, I just had this surgery. I was like, nope. This isn't, like, this can't be happening. No, mm, mm You know, and I, I didn't want to believe it. And I was like, no, mm, mm No, I don't. I can't. I can't believe it. And I was kind of even, I guess you can say I was mad with God. You know, I yeah. was like, no. I was like, God, why why would this happen to me? You know, like, I, this can't be happening. Like, I just had the surgery. Now I have to have another one. I was like, no. I'm barely even recovering from my ear surgery. Now I have to have, like, femur surgery. I was like, no. You know, and, um... It was kind of like the doctor was telling me, you have to put your life on hold. Like, you know, this is going to require a lot. So you're going to have to drop everything you know now. And you're just going to have to put your life on hold. And waiting for the day of my surgery was another kind of waiting. Like every day that it would get closer, I was like, no, I can't believe it. Like my whole life, it was like I knew that my whole life was going to completely change. I didn't know how, you know. But I just knew that I was going to have to leave some things behind. And I knew that my life was going to be different, you know. But um, it was waiting for that day was a trial, you know. It was a trial because uh, I couldn't see it then. But it has brought me so much closer to God. You know, I, I couldn't see how my situation would help me with my relationship with God. But it did, you know, and so the day of my surgery came and everything went fine. It went great, you know, like uh, it, it actually did go really good because during the surgery when my doctor was aligning my femur, my knee aligned as well. So he didn't have to do knee uh, surgery anymore because it's just all aligned and everything. So that was 
like God working through my doctor and just God being so present in my life. And it was when I woke up after that surgery. Oh my gosh. Like, I seriously cannot explain the amount of pain that I was in. But, um, so when I was waking up, I woke up crying. I remember I woke up crying. I was in the, I guess, recovery room. Um, and I woke up crying and like, I couldn't feel my leg. So I immediately started looking for my leg. I was like, oh my gosh, oh my, like my heart dropped. And I was like looking for my leg, you know? And I was like, oh, okay, I still have my leg. And then um, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm in so much pain. I can't handle it. And my heart rate was above normal. And it was kind of like if I was running and if I was working out, but I was sleeping, you know, I had just waking up and I was up. Uh, laying down so my heart rate shouldn't have been up that high and my oxygen levels were starting to drop I had to put they had to put an oxygen mask and I was I was even having a panic attack you know and I couldn't control myself and I was crying I, I think I might have even been screaming a little bit <laughs> and the nurse was like you have to calm yourself down you have to calm yourself down and I was crying for my mom you know I was like mom mom I can't do it mom and the nurse was like there was like maybe like three nurses surrounding me and they're like no you have to calm down your mom can't be here if you're not calming yourself down you can't be crying you control yourself breathe breathe and I was like <sighs> like you know I couldn't and I just couldn't and I remember like I, I looked up at the ceiling and tears just started to come out. You know, I was still crying and I was like, I can't, I can't. Like, why am I going through this again? And I was, there were tears of frustration, tears of anger, tears of pain. You know, like, I it was like my emotions were mixed all over the, the place and then combined with the medicine. Like, I felt so nauseous and everything. And uh, I, w I looked up at the ceiling and I was like, Jesus, please. Like... I don't even think it came out of my mouth. It was mostly in my head that I was like, Jesus, please, like, Jesus, please. And I was like, like, this can't be happening. And I was kind of remembering, like, the same uh, process that I had gone through with my sis uh, surgeon when I was just proclaiming to the name of Jesus, Jesus. But in this case, I was saying, Jesus, please, you know. And then I asked one of the nurses, which um, I don't, I think her name is Priscilla. I still remember her name <laughs> because this nurse, um, God bless this nurse, seriously. I was like, I couldn't really see because I didn't have my glasses or anything. And I just asked this nurse that was next to me. I was like, can I please hold your hand? You know, and that nurse gave me her hand because in that moment, I just needed to physically touch someone. Like my mom wasn't in the room with me. She couldn't be in the room with me. And I think if my mom would have seen me the way that I was, I think she would have panicked and I, even more than me because I was really uh, bad. And... So the nurse, I was like holding on to the nurse's hand, you know, and then my heart rate started to go back to normal and I was slowly starting to come down. And then um, my mom and my dad were finally able to come into the room and I asked the nurse for pancakes, that same nurse, Priscilla. So I, Priscilla, oh, best nurse, she was so nice. All of my nurses were very nice. They were a godly place in that hospital to help me and this was only the beginning of my process, you know, and it had already been so hard. I think I maybe I spent like four or five days in the hospital for this surgery. And um, all of those days were horrible. Like I could not move at all. I had a, a physical therapist had to come into my room and teach me how to walk with crutches. And I think I walked like maybe five feet. 
and I had to, they had to put oxygen mask on me again because my oxygen levels started to drop again and my whole body was shaking because of all the stress that I was in. Um, and it was just the whole process. I remember, okay, they would be like, okay, walk around the room. And it was like a small room, you know, so I would walk around the room. And then the next day I would walk in the, uh, uh, hospital hallways. And then it was just a process that I had to go through each and every day, you know, each and every day it was like, I guess one step forward, but it didn't really feel like it. It felt like I wasn't like necessarily going through, like moving on, you know, it like, um, my recovery wasn't as fast as I would have wanted it and I wanted it to be rushed, you know, but it was a, it's still a process that cannot be rushed. But, um, when you walk, you know, you don't really think much about it, you know, you just walk because it's something that you've been doing, I don't know, like, since you're like two, three. Yeah. yeah, like maybe two. <laughs> yeah, since when you're like two or three, you know, your parents, like, you learn how to walk at that age. But I I had to relearn how to walk, you know. Um, I had to go through the process of, okay, heel, toe, bend, knee. Heel, toe, bend, knee. Heel, toe, bend, knee. You know, and my therapist was like, okay, no, you got to do it like this. Okay, you're walking wrong. And I was like, how can I be walking wrong? <laughs> you know, it was so annoying. I would get so frustrated over the little things. Um, but it, I just had to, like, start since the beginning. And I think that's something that, like, really frustrated me. I was like, no, I don't want to start all over the beginning. Because, like I had said, like, I had so much plan. And now everything's starting all over again, you know? Um... So you can say that in that time, I, I kind of got depressed because this was uh, summer and everything. And uh, previously, I had so much hope for my volleyball career. You know, like I had uh, plans already in a way I was like, oh, I want to play in college. I want to do this. and I want to do that. And that had kind of been ripped away from me because I wasn't going to be able to play volleyball again like at all my senior year and I was like wow like something that I've been doing for so long like I played volleyball for nine years and now I can't do it you know like it was hard because it was like and a uh, part of my identity was ripped out from me when I got this surgery you know because uh, I had to leave a lot of things and I couldn't do a lot of things and it was so hard so I became depressed I couldn't leave my room I couldn't even get out of my bed because I couldn't walk. I couldn't bend my leg at all. Uh, if I would walk, my mom would have to carry me out of bed and then I would get my crutches and I would slowly walk. And everything that I would do was so painful. So it was just best for me to like lay down, you know. Um, and I was so focused on the wrong thing. Because I, I kept saying, I was like, I wish this would have never happened to me. Like, why did it have to happen to me? Like, why me? You know, I kept asking myself those questions. But it happened to me, you know. And it's something that I had to accept. It was like, okay, I have to accept that I went through that. I got this surgery. Like, I am the way that I am now, you know. And in that moment, I had to focus on the now. So I prayed this prayer that I actually wrote down in a journal and I found it, I think I found it last week. 
I was flipping through my journal because I usually write uh, notes and everything. And I flipped the page and I was like, no way. And it said the date and it, it and then it said this prayer. Uh, it said, oh, where is it? Oh, okay, right here, sorry. It said, Lord, I pray that I may not be so focused on what could have happened or what shouldn't have happened, but that I may focus on what did happen and what you have for me now. How can I serve you now? What is my purpose now? You know, I was in my room, I was laying down, and in that moment, I surrendered this process to God. You know, I, I had kept complaining all along, and I was like, why, why? And I was so angry that my plans didn't necessarily go the way that I wanted them to, you know? Like, not, it seemed like nothing was working for me, and it just seemed like, Everything was turned in the opposite direction, but I surrendered that uh, my process and my journey to God, and I was like, okay, I I I completely give up what I had, and now I'm accepting what you have for me. You know, like what am I gonna do with this process now? How am I gonna like like what is my purpose now? How am I gonna serve you now that this has happened to me? You know, and. I'm not going to say that I instantly felt better. It's not like I was miraculously like healed from one day to another. No, like like I keep saying, it is a process and uh, it's still taking time, you know? But I had to ask myself the question, okay, what am I going to do with the process of waiting? You know, like, am I going to utilize this to bring me closer to God or am I going to keep like, uh, I guess keep being depressed and like focusing on like the things that I don't have instead of the things that I do have. You know, I kept focusing on, well, I can't play volleyball now. I can't go out with my friends now. I can't do this now. Instead of focusing, well, I'm alive now. I can walk now, you know, like I can breathe now. Like I kept focusing on what I didn't have instead of what I did have. And I was like, okay, stop. Like I, I would tell myself, okay, stop, Ashley. Like. Focus on what God has given you and focus on on his miracles and focus on his promise, focus on his word, you know? So I was like, focus on what is stable and God's word is stable. You know, like the other things in my life, they're, um, everything is temporary, you know, but God's word is eternal. You know, so I, I, I had to like focus on what God had for me now. You know, and uh, I learned how to enjoy the process. You know, my mom would also talk to me. She would be like, no, actually, like, you have to learn how to enjoy the process. You you can't be like, oh, I have to go do this again. Or no, you, you have to learn how the how to enjoy the process. So I did, you know, I learned how to enjoy the process that I was going through. And um, I felt kind of like I was Paul, you know, because... He went through so many circumstances, but he was joyful in his circumstances. And I was like, okay, I have to be like Paul. I have to be joyful in the circumstances that I am in because I have to know that God has not left my side. I have to know that God is the one that continues to restore me, redeem me, and the one that continues to just help me keep going. You know, so uh, I had to acknowledge 
that God was by my side. And I think once you acknowledge that God is walking with you through that situation, like your vision completely changes to just focusing on what God has for you and God's plans. You know, so yes, my plans might have not gone the way that I would have wanted them to. And my life changed completely, but I had to go through it in order to see God in different ways. You know, and I, if I hadn't, I don't think my relationship with God would have grown this much. You know, I don't think I would have grown to admire God's glory and God's strength as much, you know. And I also remember this one specific, um, I guess, encounterment that I had with my mom. Like, every time I would get out of ther uh, physical therapy, I would always cry. Like, I would be in so much pain in therapy when they would make me do exercises. But I knew that my, even my physical therapist, they are so kind and loving. And I just can't thank God enough for placing loving and kind people in my life through these processes that I have gone through because they have honestly helped me from my mom to my dad to my family to my friends to my doctors nurses and physical therapists you know they have all played a huge and important role in my life and but this certain uh encounterment I got out of therapy you know and I was crying because I kept like limping when I would walk and I was like oh this is so annoying like I can't believe it. Like, I just want to get better. I just want to walk without limping, you know? So I went to my mom's work and I was in the parking lot and I was crying. Like, I was crying and my mom was like, why are you crying? Well, like, what's wrong? And I was like, mom, like, this is so annoying. Like, I keep trying and trying. I keep going to therapy. I keep doing things and nothing is working. You know, like, it, it seems like I'm never going to get better. It seems like I'm never going to get out of the situation. Like, I am so tired, you know? And my mom was like, okay, okay. She was like, relax. She was like, breathe. She was like, okay. She was like, yes, I know how hard you've been working. I know how hard it has been. Like, my mom saw me through it all, you know. So she was like, I know. You know, I know that you want to get better. And she was like, but okay, there are people that wish they could walk with the limp that can't walk. She was like, there are people that don't have a leg that wish they could, like, just do what you can do. You know, she was like, God blessed you to still have a leg. You know, she was like, yeah, you're walking with a limp for now, but you're going to be walking way better. She was like, give yourself time. And I was like, yeah, she's right, you know. And I just kept crying and crying because, like, I just wanted to be better. You know, like, I, I was so frustrated. And still, there are even times when I get frustrated, like, um, in the process because I'm like, oh, I just wish I could be better. Like, I wish I could, like, do this now because I slowly, I was first with crutches and then with one crutch and then without a crutch. And walking without a crutch was so hard the first few weeks and months because I would always limp and it would hurt me so much. But I knew that I had to do it. You know, it was like me taking a step of faith and, and me just doing like, OK, I have to get better each and every day. And. I feel like that's why I learned to enjoy the process. I learned to enjoy the process because I knew that God was by my side and because I knew that he was the one that was going to help me get uh, to it. You know, like God was going to help me get to the next, um, I guess, um, step, you know. So 
um, both of these times that I was in the hospital and it felt like I had nothing in my life, when it felt like it was easier for me to give up, you know, which both of these situations and I think for a lot of people, you're so stuck in a situation that sometimes it's, it, it, the only option seems like, okay, let me give up. You know, like if I just give up, that'll be the easy way out. You know, but God lifted me up. God opened my eyes to his presence. He opened my eyes to his love and power in those situations. God is the one that restored me. And I truly realized in both of these situations that I am here to worship God. I realized that it is not my will, not my plans, you know, but God's will and God's plans that will always be the way that my life leads into, you know, it is always God's will and it has never been my will and it never will be my will, you know, and I was desperate for something, you know, I was I was desperate for God to heal me. I was desperate for God's love. And I was so desperate in those moments that I realized that I knew that the only answer is turning to God. Like, I knew that nothing and no one else could help me. You know, like, I felt so powerless both of those times in the hospital. And I was like, you know, medicine isn't working. The, like, nothing is, like, gonna help me but God. You know, it is God's mighty power that will lift me up so i truly want to encourage anyone that is going through a trial that is in need of healing and it seems like there is no answer to turn to god because he is the one that can restore you you know he is the only one that that can help you and that can give you that strength to keep moving forward and there is power in the name of Jesus, I truly love that song, the There is Power in the Name of Jesus to Heal, I believe. I don't necessarily know, I can't think of the uh, lyrics right now, but every time I hear that song, it is true. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power because His, because God can change your situation. He can change the way that you view things. You know, in this case, He changed the way that I was viewing uh the process that i had to go through you know i realized that it is a blessing every single thing that i have in my life is a blessing and it is all for glory of god and i have seen the power of jesus in my life and i have seen it in the life of others like just how like melanie was talking about her story last uh week like god has never left any one of us and he never will so he will never leave you either you know yeah um and going back to what you said about your prayer and um, how you were saying that you uh, were focusing on your purpose now. Um, I kind of thought about the guest speaker that we had a few weeks ago. About how he said to surrender your mess to God. Let him organize your mess. I guess in a way it could be like whatever you're going through. Like Ashley was going through her um, recovery and all that stuff. How she completely surrendered herself to God and let his will be done and then um well he kind of said how like he doesn't he doesn't care what you did or where you're at or how you're doing or what are you what did you do before that he cares that you're doing it now he cares that you're surrendering yourself to him now um and uh i don't know that kind of really reminded me of the guest speaker yeah no i forgot about that but that is true like once you realize that okay God is the only one that can help me and it is God's will 
like that truly changes the situation because i swear like i was so focused on the bad things and i was like no like why is this happening to me like i can't believe it like this and that but then like once you start to focus on the purpose that god has given in uh to your life like you have to acknowledge that there is purpose in your life because of god you know and once you acknowledge that and know that it is god's will that everything changes you know well it's because most people um are looking for the right things in the wrong places <laughs> oh yeah good. no that's true that's true because um you just i guess it seems like most of the times your last resort is always god you know you know and like maybe um for my case it was not like i knew you know i was like because, and I remember my pastor, when he went to go visit me one of those times, he was like, oh, God gives his, uh, what is it, like, strongest, his, what is, something about soldiers, uh, battle, something like that, what is it? He gives his strongest soldiers the hardest fight to something Yeah, something like that, Some, something along those lines, right? And I was like, no, no, I mean, like, me, no, 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 not me, not me, <laughs> but no, like, um, only God knows how much you can handle, you know? Yeah. God is the one that will be like, okay, um, this is what uh, your life, this is what I have for your life, you know? And I, like, did not see it in those moments. Like, I swear, like, I was like, no, I don't see how God is going to use this in my life. But now I am, you know, because now I'm, like, able to, like, tell you guys this. And I'm able to glorify what God has done in my life and how God has restored me and how God has healed me, which I am greatly like, uh, I appreciate that God has given me this place and that God has given me the voice to speak about the testimonies, just like the song was like, I'm breathing to testify about God's glory. And that is the truth and the purpose for every one of our lives is that we are breathing for the glory of God and we are breathing to like tell to testify about God. Yeah. So that was my story, guys. <laughs> just a just a little bit. Uh-huh. Yeah, nothing too much, you know. Having <laughs> just the basics. <laughs> just the basics, you know. The normal. The normal things that a person goes through yeah. that a seventeen year old uh, girl goes through. But yeah, that was my story. And I really hope that maybe you guys haven't necessarily gone through something as deep as this. But at one point in our lives, we all feel like giving up. And just keep on going because God has something more for you at the other side, you know? And keep on holding to God's word because that's what I did. And that's what I still do in hard situations. Hold on to God's word because it is the truth and he will just help you, you know? So I hope that my story has touched hearts and Mel- I hope that Melanie's story touched hearts too. But um, yeah. There is one more uh, episode for this series. So stay tuned for next week. And yes, thank you for watching. (laughs) God bless you.